What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic so slow, connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Name four players you're taking out to the blacktop with you in their prime. I don't really feel like playing basketball, so I'm going to take a team that can fight. I'm taking... Yeah, so I don't even care if we play basketball. We just going to fight and then smoke yeah, after. Because yeah, I don't play basketball no more. That's all they want to do anyway. <laughs> right. Welcome back to What's Burning. Jack, what's going on out there in Atlanta? Man, weather's nice, man. I just took Louie and Dolph to uh, get a bath at the, at the kennel today, at the vet today, man. And, you know, it's, it's, it's looking nice out here today. I'm enjoying the day. Yeah, man, this is playoff weather, man. Speaking of playoffs, they're right around the corner and – the second that the Golden State Warriors got Draymond Green back, they lost Steph Curry. Uh, Marcus Smart, who dove for a ball, rolled up on Steph's ankle, midfoot sprain. Uh, they're saying Wiseman has a little bit of a setback uh, with knee swelling. Jack, are you concerned at all about the Warriors heading towards the playoffs, currently in the third in the West? Yeah, I I am because at, at, at this point of the season, Wiseman's supposed to be back healthy. Draymond's supposed to be back healthy and supposed to be playing well. He's really coming back, not playing well and getting kicked out of games and stuff like that. Not really coming back focused, and and, and Steph being out, that's that's a major setback. He's he's the main one that's been healthy the majority of this time, and now you get everybody else back and he goes down. Um, I dove for a lot of balls in my career. But I never, I dove for balls when they were out in the open and me and the guy was both racing to it. I never dove at a ball under somebody's legs. I, I've never done that before. And, and I, and I hustled a lot. So, uh, it, it looked kind of funny to me. And I think Steve Kerr had the right to be pissed. Yeah. See, I, I looked at it and I, I didn't think like as much as I love Steph and, and definitely don't want to see him hurt. I didn't think it was a dirty play. I just thought it was a, a reactional play. And mm-hmm. and it just happened to roll up on Steph. And, and it's funny you say that because I'm always telling, you know, coaching the kids that 
if there's a loose ball on the ground, you got to dive for it because someone else is going to dive and they could take your ankles and knees. I tell the kids every single game that, man. So um, I don't necessarily think it was a dirty play, but I understand Steve Kerr's obviously frustration and anger. I mean, their best player goes down. But I did read yesterday that Steph's foot is, is progressing better than they thought it would but they definitely don't want to rush him back. So, I mean, obviously they're going to need all hands on deck. You know, this Wiseman situation has been the whole season, but he's played well in the G League when he's played. So hopefully they can, you know, get that swelling down. But again, I agree with you, man. Steph is the key to this. Uh, you know, Draymond's going to get his legs back under him in the next, you know, 10, 11 games before the playoffs. But obviously they're going to need a, a Steph Curry on an MVP caliber type plane to to make a run in these playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, if and when they get Steph back. Next up, man, Timberwolves, one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. W winners of four in a row over the Heat. Bucks, I don't even see why they put the Lakers in here, but the Lakers too. Uh, ranked number one points per game, number two in three-pointers per game, number three in blocks, four in steals. Also have the best record since the All-Star break. Can the Timberwolves play spoiler this year in the playoffs? I think so. I mean, because it all starts with uh, Carl Anthony Towns. The way he's playing, the way he's leading his team on both ends of the floor, on defense and on offense, uh, I think they can. You know, he's he's giving uh, the, the young guys and other guys on the team some some confidence and taking a lot of pressure off, off guys, you know, by by having big games and, and, and really making a statement on both ends of the court. So I think they can spoil some teams, but as long as Carl Anthony Towns is playing to the level he's playing at, you know, I think it's possible. I'm a big fan of Carl Anthony Towns, and I think this year is the year that he needs to make a step with his team. And when I say that, it's not his individual play, because like you said, he's been playing great on both ends of the ball. It's with his team. I think they need to get to the second round this year. You know, they, they, they haven't been good in a long time. Uh, he's playing uh, the best basketball's career, winning the three-point uh, shootout. Uh, you know, you got D'Angelo over there. You got uh, Anthony Edwards. You got Patrick Beverly over there. I, I like this team, and I definitely think they could they could, they could steal a series uh, in the first round. So excited to just get these playoffs started, uh, man! Next up, the Phoenix Suns, who are clearly the best team in the NBA despite CP3 being out uh, since the All Star break. They won their last five in a row. Uh, 11 games better than the next team in the league. What do you contribute this to, Jack? Obviously, CP's down. He's their leader, but they haven't missed a beat. Uh, is it coaching? Is it is it leadership? Is it culture? Uh, what is it over there that has these guys playing so well? Well, I, th I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, you got a team that's basically been together from training camp to now for two years. They know each other well, better than anybody. Um, I think the fact that Chris Paul is out, this team has played without Chris Paul before, so they know how to step up. Uh, they all know their roles. I think uh, we talk about the coaching. You know, mine is one of the best coaches in the league and be able to being able to relate to guys and let them know their roles with having Chris Paul out and, and keep in mind of what the goal is at the end of the season and still be able to reach that, you know, with having Chris Paul out. That, that says a lot about this team. And of course, Devin Booker, he come back. He just come fit right in leading the team and he, he, he's averaging more assists now, you know, since, since Chris Paul went out. So I think that I think this team is just is just focused on his goal of getting back to the to the championship and not having a letdown. And they're not having any any uh, mishaps along the way. They 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 covering all their boxes and waiting for Chris Paul to get back so they can just ride off in the sunset. Yeah, man, I I really like this team, and I think they still had a chip on their shoulder coming in this season because everyone said what they did last year was lucky. Um, you know, for CP to go down and this team to seamlessly continue to keep it moving as if he was playing. I like the point you made about Devin Booker. 
Um, definitely becoming more of a playmaker. And to me, that's the evolution of his game. He's been an elite scorer since he's gotten the game. Uh, but now he's taken on more of a, a leadership slash playmaking role, which is only going to help this team once CP comes back. So, man, this is a tight-knit group that plays hard on both ends. And I'm really happy for Monty Williams. Again, hopefully CP comes back with no uh, hiccups. And, man, this team can make a run for the championship. Headed out to the East. A team I saw play live last week that is a cold motherfucking team. Man, the Boston Celtics moved up to the fourth seed, but only one game uh, out of the second seed. Uh, with 11 games remaining, you think Boston can make a run for that number one seed in the East, in your opinion? I think this is the Boston team that everybody been waiting on. They got, they know, yeah. they have the identity. They plan like it. They're confident. They're finally healthy. Believing in the new young coach and the new young, new young coach is giving them the confidence and get, giving everybody the roles they need to for them to be successful. And they doing it to a T. I think uh, Tatum has definitely understood that he is the star of the team, and Brown is understanding he's the second star, and they're playing like it. But the last couple of games, they've been even 30 and 30, 25 mm. and 29. They they understand that they have to take over this team, and if they can stay healthy. These guys really going to make some noise in the East, for sure. Number one defense in the NBA. Talk to Ime Udoka, and obviously coming from the San Antonio system, and I finally think you know his imprint is on this team, and in particular on the defensive end. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of the Spurs system. You know, don't don't let anybody go middle, and I think. It's 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 an easy it's the easiest way to play defense because everybody know where their help is. You know, they're sending everybody baseline and, and the big man comes over and help. And obviously, if the big man goes over and help, you have to drop down and take his man. Simple defense, but they do it well. And everybody's on the string. And he got all that from San Antonio or Pop. And I think the fact that these young guys are buying into that and understand that he may come from a championship organization and, where, and knows what it takes to get to the top, I think these young guys are buying in. And that's why they're at the top of the league in both categories. Yeah, I mean, rarely do you see one, two, and three Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum all play in defense. I mean, mm -hmm. Brown and Tatum, obviously, they're stars offensively, but they're definitely two-way players. You got Robert, uh, Robert Williams holding down the middle. Um, this Boston team, like you said, I think you hit it perfectly. This is the team everyone's been waiting on. They've been such a mystery because they've had Tatum and Brown, and people have argued, is this team done with this duo? You know, how come they're underachieving? I think this Boston team, and you know as well as anyone, Jack, you got to get hot at the right time, and that's what this team yep. is doing. I think they've won 20 out of 24 games, um, and they're really rolling, man. So excited uh, for Tatum and Brown uh, to see where they can take their team. Next up, uh, the Ben Simmons saga. Sidelined, irritation to the L4 disc. A lot of people want to say he's this, he's that. This dude took an epidural, and an epidural is one of the most dangerous and painful shots you can take. It's what they give women, you know, when they're giving birth. So obviously there's real some something really going on in his back. He can't really participate in any basketball activities. Jack, if they're unable to get Ben Simmons on the court, are you awake over there? Oh, we're talking about Ben Simmons still? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they're unable to get Ben Simmons, do the Nets stand a chance without him in your opinion? Man, First of all, let me say this. I'm so tired of talking about this guy, man. I just want to see him play basketball. I'm just fed up with the saga. Two, we're talking about epidural shots. I had one in 2012 in my back. My the Before the, when I got traded to Milwaukee, 
I couldn't play because my back was hurting. And uh, when I had an x-ray, they told me that my bottom disc in my back was completely gone. And the only way I can continue to play was taking a shot. I took the shot, Matt, and I played to a two, two, three more years. So uh, maybe I don't, I don't know how how serious his is, but I took the shot, and it was it was painful. I need one right now because that was about 12, 20, 12, 14 years ago, and my back starting to hurt again. <laughs> I need it again, but he can play with it. He can play once he get the shot, though. You know, he he should be able to play. That's what the shot is for. And uh, I, I'm just tired of talking about him, man. I want to see him on the court, though. No, I agree. Um... I mean, anytime you got Kevin Durant, I think you're going to be all right. Hopefully, uh, Kyrie will be clear to play all games um, soon. But to me, uh, Ben Simmons is just, you know, icing on the cake. So I definitely think he'll help. But without him, if something crazy happens and he can't play, I mean, you still got KD and Kyrie. So we'll have to see what's up with the Nets. I mean, it's crazy ever since this whole formulation of this Nets team, we've rarely got to see all the stars play in, in, in two years. You know what I mean? So it, it's been shambles over there. I know Steve Nash is going gray over there. So it'll be interesting to see, man, if they can get all their collective shit together and get on the court together. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the Olympics. Exactly. He's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You think I need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. 
Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Next up, Toronto Raptors are sneaking into the conversation. Winners of six straight road games. Big win over the 76ers, who are third in the East. Jack, can they sneak into that top five? Uh, Hell yeah. You got a lot of championship experience over there. You got a lot of young talent. You know, you blend that together, anything can happen. And you got experience coaching over there. I think I, I think if you, if you look at these guys, Siakam is just starting to get healthy and come back. Van Bleet, Van you know, Bleet. He, 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 he's leading that team, and you know he can have a big night any night. So, like I said, with the with the combination of championship uh, experience and also having young guys that's hungry that that can play this game, I think they got a shot to upset anybody. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, my more question is after this because I, maybe they have a shot to sneak in and in, in upset, but realistic on on getting back to the championship. Uh, probably not, but I like Scotty Barnes. I like OG. Jack, in your opinion, with Scotty Barnes playing so well, does that make Siakam and his contract tradable this summer for some more assets or draft picks? Definitely. Definitely. Yep. That's what I was thinking. On the Radar, presented to you by DraftKings. With March Madness in full swing, let's take a look at what players most likely to go number one in the upcoming draft this season. Jabari Smith at Auburn, 6'10 forward. Uh, he's minus 115. Chet Holmgren, the seven-footer from the number one Gonzaga Bulldogs, is plus 125. Paulo Banchero, 6'10 from Duke, plus 800. And Jaden Ivey, the 6'4 guard from Purdue, is a long shot at plus 2,500. Jack, out of those four, do any of those guys really catch your attention for, you know, a next-level star? Yeah, I, I was able to coach uh, most of these guys uh, in Allen Iverson game, and I know a lot about them. I love Chet, but Chet has to – his body's still growing. He has to fill out – he has a great upside when it, when his body can continue to get filled out. But I think uh, between Jabari and Paolo, I think Jabari is ready right now. I think he's more polished uh, as far as mentally-wise. Um, when you watch him play, he plays his role to a T. He doesn't really get rattled. Uh, he's solid on both ends of the floor. He just, and he just looked like a pro already. And I think that's why a lot of people got him already shoe in at number one. Yeah, no, I played against his dad. His dad went to LSU. Um, he's definitely got a lot of game. I like Paulo for some reason. Uh, I think a little erratic with his shot selection, but you know you can get away with that in college. Uh, Jaden Ivey is a monster over at Purdue. And I agree, Chet Holmgren is seven foot, but doesn't even weigh 200 pounds. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of, you know, program he gets on to you know, maybe add 10 or 15 pounds of muscle. But, uh, you know, all four of these guys are very talented and, and looking forward to, uh, you know, what they could do at the next level. Mm-hmm. Next up, fan questions. Jason Cannon, 17. Name four players you're taking out to the blacktop with you in their prime. Four players I'm taking to the blacktop with me in in their prime. In their prime. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to fuck y'all up with mine. I'm going prime, okay? For my big man and the prime, I'm going Shaq. For my power forward, 
I'm going Tim Duncan. It's blacktop now. I know what I'm doing. As my small forward, I'm going Ron Artest. And at my point guard, I'm going Stephon Marbury. Very nice blacktop team. I don't really feel like playing basketball, so I'm going to take a team that can fight. I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking Charles oh, I'm taking Charles Oakley. I'm taking Derek Coleman. I'm taking I'm going to take Ron too. And then give me my point guard, give me Vernon Maxwell. Oh, wow. Yeah, y'all ain't going to finish the game. Yeah, so I don't yeah, even yeah. care if we play basketball. We just going to fight and then smoke yeah. after. Because yeah, I don't play cool. basketball no more. That's all they want to do anyway. <laughs> right. Next fan question at Unheritage. Five years from now, who will be the face of the league? Good question. Ooh. Five years from now, I think Giannis will be the face um, still. You know, I think Giannis is what? Mid to late twenties, so five years he'll be in his early thirties. I think he'll be the face. Uh, you know, John Morant will be in that conversation. I think it'll be a handful of guys. Luca will be in that conversation. Um, I can't say if there's going to be a clear cut face um, of the league because I don't know if they're. You know, there's always so much talent. So I, I, w- I would say those three are probably going to be the face. You got anybody outside of those three? Yeah, I, I, I'll just add uh, Embiid. I, yeah. I add Embiid to that. Yeah, love the way he's playing. Jacoby underscore Atwood, most underrated player y'all played with. Ooh, the most underrated player I've played with is probably Gerald Wallace. Ooh, good call. I think two guys, and I think I've said this before, but two guys I play with that if they were like, and there's just such good guys, but they're so talented, like if they were dogs or mean or assholes – I think their story would have took a different trajectory in a, in a good way. But uh, Rudy Gay and Jeff Green, man, super mm. talented, but just nice mm-hmm. guys. But dudes that I've played mm-hmm. with that I that they could literally do anything on the court. Three-level scores, but they're just nice guys. I wish, like, I wanted to make both of them assholes when I played with them because I figured if they was assholes, they would have went to a whole other level. But super skilled, but just super nice guys, man. So. Both had very long careers, still playing to this day, but two very talented players that I I particularly played with that I thought that that I thought were very underrated. Yep. It's Shaq ninety two. As players get closer, who was the one player each of you played with that always turned up in the playoffs? Someone you could always count on in big moments. Man, I got to play with a lot of greats. But, you know, Cove, uh, C P shit, you. You always play big in the playoffs. Um, AI, uh, KD, Steph, to name mm-hmm. a few. Mm-hmm. BD. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was gonna say, for me, BD and fucking Manu Ginobili. Mm, Ginobili was a monster in the playoffs. They always yep. play good in big games. Forgotten seasons presented to you by Showtime Basketball is back this week with a look at the 2009 Orlando Magic with J.J. Redick, Eastern Conference champs, but lose to Kobe in the finals. Super talented team. That's when Hedo was in his bag. Dwight was the one of the best players on earth. Uh, very deep team, very fun team. Uh, make sure you guys check this out wherever you find your uh, podcast. We got a special announcement over here at Showtime Basketball. Our brother... J.R. Smith is now a part of the family. 
Enjoy this little teaser as this episode airs April 7th. Compared to, okay, you won an NBA championship, you got all kind of NBA accolades. What does getting a 4.0 measure up to? Man, that's like, for me, I mean, again, I've always had the talent to do pretty much any and everything. So even like, you know, people I played on, you know, on teams with, they'll tell you probably, you know, they, if it, more than anybody, they can see me doing something like this, going into another field and doing, being, um, you know, somewhat successful at it or not as, uh, it not being as hard, you know, compared to everybody else. Cause I've been naturally good at, you know, athletically everything, but for 4.0 and that, that that's like, uh, I tell everybody, you know, I wouldn't change my championships in it, but I get my six man for it for sure. Because I never expected <laughs> nah, for, for real. For real, because for me, like, you know, getting 4.0, and I used to walk around school, I see the kids getting 4.0s, it was just like, and I know me, I'm just not even on that level. I'm over here trying to read a page and the words scattered in my head, looking at math, out with alphabet now, I, I, it's just lost me. So, School was definitely not my thing, but now as you know, as you mature, you understand what your goals are and why you do certain things and what you're doing it for. Um, it gives you uh, a more perspective and better insight. When I was in school back in the day, I just wanted to go to the gym. I just wanted to get out of there, go talk to the homies, whatever. I had so many other things going on. Now that I make it a priority and I know why I'm doing it, like. Me and my, like my daughters be sending me, they, they test and we be sending it back and forth and can't like literally competing with my kids. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's, it's great because I can see how engaged my kids are now. When I hear the, uh, you know, when their mothers go to the meetings and stuff, they tell them that they see the change in my, in my, in my, even in my kids, because I can be an inspiration and, and uh, a, a level I'd be more of a level playing field. They can relate to me now, opposed to me just being their dad or uh, being a professional basketball player that somebody, everybody else treats so holy or godly or think of whatever, you know what I'm saying? Having that much more of a, uh, a perspective of somebody than just a random person, you know, walking down the street. So when they hear me talk about school and I can understand and relate the problems that they go through at times and, you know, um, and, and just, being so school being so time consuming, I can relate to them and they can relate to me. So it gives us more of, you know, other things to talk about opposed to just just being that adult parent. Closing thoughts. LeBron James moves past Carl Malone to become number two in scoring. Unfortunately, his team lost and they continue to fall. But fuck it. We're not talking about the Lakers. We're talking about LeBron James. Jack. The number two score, but also top 10 in assists. Could you imagine if he was a selfish player? He probably would have passed Kareem two, three seasons ago. Yeah, and if he was that, he wouldn't be the best all-around player we've ever seen. You know, he, that's, just what he was, he, that's just what he was meant to be. Uh, passing Carl Malone is, is, a, is an amazing accomplishment. Carl Malone put up buckets. Crazy buckets in the league, and and to be, you know, a couple thousand away from passing Kareem is amazing, man. I think he can do it. Yeah, next year he'll have the opportunity to pass Kareem, man. We just hope he's able to stay healthy and and get there. Because if he's healthy, he'll definitely be able to come 
the all-time leading scorer. In your opinion, Jack, does he need to win? If all said and done, he passes Kareem, does he need to win one more championship to be the best player all time? Or is that something that no one can eclipse and that's always going to be Michael Jordan's seat, in your opinion? Well, I think, I mean, really at this point, really at this point, man, Ain't no, ain't nothing he can do about that. You know what I'm saying? His career is where it is, and he's still putting up, number putting up stats. But it's just certain things that Mike did that's just amazing. And in the time frame he did it in, everybody respects. As you see, even at the seven, at the at the at the, uh, at the top seventy five, how everybody, not just us, and not just certain people, but all the top seventy five was treating Mike like he was the best. So you know, some mm-hmm. people was just some Mike was just born to be Mike. Braun was just born to be the best player that basketball player all around that we've ever seen and uh and and, and i hold both of them uh up high and at the same level so but mike's just born to be mike and Braun's just born to be Braun. no i mean it's it's, it's a conversation i think that'll always be a conversation it, it's it's whoever you like more but when it's all said and done lebron's gonna have pretty much every playoff record he'll be the number one scorer in the league he'll be top seven top five in assists and to me if he wins another championship he's definitely in the conversation as greatest of all mm-hmm. time. Our brother, teammate, and friend of the program, Jamal Crawford, announced that he is retiring from basketball. What do you remember most about fam? Man. Showtime, man. Mr. Showtime, man. Say, 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 prime, prime. You smell that popcorn <laughs> popping? You smell that popcorn popping? That's all I used to hear my boy telling me before the game, man. I hate because... It's not 10 people that I can tell you that I know basketball love more than him and that can still play the game at a high level, man. It's, it's so many great players that the NBA have pushed out and, and, and just stopped giving them opportunities that it sucks. But Jamal, brother, for me, you had a hell of a career. You're a Hall of Fame in my mind. And uh, you did it your way, bro. Great career, bro. I hate you retiring because I still want to see you play. Three things. First of all, happy birthday, fam. Birthday was the other day. Bam. Happy birthday. Uh, he wasn't too far away from 20,000, which is crazy. I wanted him to get 20,000. And last but not least, I feel like the NBA Sixth Man of the Year Award should be named the Jamal Crawford Award uh, mm. moving forward. So we got to do a little All the Smoke campaign uh, mm. to get that, to get those engines Let's, pumping. Hey, you heard it here first. We signing a petition. We starting a petition. The Sixth Man of the Year Award is yep. now the Jamal Crawford Award. Let's go. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. You can catch What's Burning available every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Show Basketball. Peace, folks. See y'all next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.